0: hey everybody welcome to the daily objective and today we're going to be talking about a topic that's really breaking the internet right now congresswoman alexandra ocasio cortez these long names am i right uh announced or she didn't announce anything well she did announce via her wardrobe her clothing at the recent met gala tax the rich is that's what her dress said so of course it was designed professionally and she wore it at this very luxurious event the met gala maybe we'll find out what the met gala exactly exactly is and of course this is uh, taking the internet by storm which is to say it's taking society by storm a lot of people probably think it's cool and edgy and finally uh, somebody saying it and showing those fat cats uh, that change is about to come And obviously, as you would expect, there's also people saying, you know, first of all, she's a hypocrite because she's at this very, very, very expensive event and her dress is very expensive and she is or will be very rich very soon because, you know, she's a public figure who's very popular. But also, uh, taxing the rich is not really uh, how freedom works and it's not how capitalism prospers. It's not good for anybody to quote tax the rich. Uh, So that's obviously going to be people's response. Uh, how much of their response is, is pointing the finger and calling her hypocrite versus making sensible arguments. Maybe that's something to explore as well. Now here to help me explore is a guy who has explored his way from out and out, old school communism, all the way to laissez faire, capitalist, objectivist, student of liberty and selfishness. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Nikos Sotirakapoulos.
1: Thank you very much Raga. So as usually we're not going to do the predictable thing. The predictable thing is to say haha look AOC is hanging out with the rich and she's a hypocrite. So first of all I have to say that this was a great PR thing by AOC. I don't know who thought about it but whoever did so hats off. I, I might find it ideologically cringy but it's not easy that uh, that everyone is talking about you for the last 12 hours. So first of all, it was a very clever move. The second thing is that on the one hand, you see the sallowness of the left because the argument to tax the rich, actually it's not radical at all. You mentioned I used to be a communist. In my communist days, we would say, these people are the reformists. These people are the ones that completely lack political imagination and all they can think is tax the rich. This is social democracy, this is not the real left. So relax, people, I see today a lot of things like they have uh, photos of the sickle and hammer on her dress. No, that's that's boring Keynesianism for you. That's that's all that it is. But we can talk about this a bit more. What I found more interesting is the sallowness of the reply by the conservatives. All they had to come up with is, ha, you're a hypocrite. Now, what does this mean? She's supposedly a hypocrite because this, this is an event that if you want to enter, you the ticket is something like $30,000. You hang out with people from what used to be called the jet sets, celebrities, other rich people. Uh, the dress itself is uh, obviously you don't go and buy it from uh, uh, Zara or I don't know what's the alternative in the US. It's created by an haute couture or however it's called. Actually, the person who created it, the woman is also an activist. So there is not much hypocrisy in it because if you have a noticed, the rich agree that yes, of course, all this is uh, uh, capitalism is not fair and we have to be taxed. Actually, the woman who uh, created the dress and uh, created is not the right term, but I'm missing how do you call it when you make a dress, but let's say created. So that woman is part of an activist campaign where big uh, businesses that make a good profit need to give some of that profit to uh, people of color who run businesses or something like that. So if the first, if the best that the conservatives have to come up with is ha ha ha, this is a hypocrisy. You've completely missed the point. That was exactly AOC's point. Look, i am in the mouth of the wolf as we say in greek i am in the middle of the rich people and i'm showing them i can't show the middle finger i'm showing them the finger so that was her whole point but the best that conservatives could come up with is aha that's hypocrisy which is it shows like how sallow and boring politics are today and i know we sound like the cool kids who find anything everything boring and only we can do a good analysis but uh, I can we can elaborate a bit. Mm-hmm. But that's my first thought.
0: Yeah, well,, yeah, I mean, it, I agree. what she did it, you know, in its own context is is clever because, yeah, she's in the belly of the beast. That's another metaphor. Uh, and uh, she used the opportunity to kind of uh, give the middle finger. you know, um, I'm, I was just trying to think, what's another like example of someone doing something ironic like that? Uh, the, when the band Nirvana first got popular, like their whole thing is you know, they're from Portland or Seattle, like that whole kind of scene, their whole thing was that we're not selling out, we're not gonna be famous, we don't wanna succeed. Of course, it became the number one genre in the world and Nirvana became the biggest band in the world. And they were put on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine and the singer wore a shirt that said, corporate magazines still suck. Okay. So what, you think Rolling Stone is offended by that? You think anyone is offended? Like you're disturbing our sanctimonious environment. Everyone is just happy to be, they're happy to be selling magazines. Uh, you know, I'm reminded of uh, the late great comedian, um, Bill Hicks, you gotta check this guy out. This this guy, legendary. He, he had a, a very funny um, routine where he said something like, if you work in advertising, do me a favor, kill yourself and you know the audience laughs a bit and then and then he goes on and says now people in the audience who work in advertising are thinking oh okay he's going for the anti-advertiser dollar okay interesting no no i'm serious listen to me i hate you oh okay he's going for the this dollar he's going like no matter what you say they're like oh that's the market that's your brand so in uh in the world of branding and marketing (laughs) you could be a hypocrite but like you're still do if, if it's if it's sending the message you're trying to send it does it and that's exactly what AOC did if we like if we like if we agreed with her message suppose she was invited to more of a de- uh anti-capitalist uh event or something she was invited to some kind of event and she wore a pro-capitalist dress that was maybe a little bit inappropriate in that environment we would say haha, we pwned them anyway it's if like you said if people's primary argument is you're a hypocrite what are they really saying i think oftentimes you see this in the culture in general this is not just a a conservative thing people any people they respond to moral statements by saying well you're a hypocrite and they do that everywhere including the way they try to debunk ayn rand they say well ayn rand you know received social Security." or whatever it is, she drove on roads. I mean, people even unironically say Ayn Rand was educated for free in the Soviet Union. So for her to then be anti-communist is an act of hypocrisy. So that's, but I think they're they're both trying to be perpetual skeptics, but on on ethical grounds, they're trying to say, don't be so uh, moralistic. They're saying like, don't be so sure of your moral position because you like everyone else is a hypocrite. So just don't take ethics too seriously.
1: Also, when you say to someone you're a hypocrite, what do you assume is that well, there is a principle there, which is probably okay, but you don't go for this principle. For example, would never call, would never say to an SS officer, oh, you're a hypocrite. You didn't uh, kill as many people as you could today. So when you say to someone you're a hypocrite, you're almost giving them the moral sanction that says that, well, your, your ideas are on to something, but you don't follow them. So yeah, that's, that's, that's why, and you saw even some heavyweights of the conservative movement going for that argument. And I thought that's that's a bit, that's a, it's almost like a performance. So it is a performance from the part of AOC. And also I want to say something about this. I wrote a book called The Rise of Lifestyle Activism. And this is exactly what lifestyle activism is. Activism, not in terms of I have a plan to change the system, but here is, here's a gesture, a moral gesture of how, concerned I am or how aware I am and writing this book mostly still from, let's say, a revolutionary, from the left point of view, the idea was this is not going to bring any change. So there is this superficiality from the left, but also there's superficiality from the right. Do you want also to get into the argument though, because since we're here, why not do it anyway, on whether this is a brave thing? So many people said this was an iconic moment. This is a brave moment. And I think a brave moment would be going in a gala with rich people and tell them, look, you all deserve every last of your pennies. And the only thing that you should be criticized is that you don't know it. This would be really brave because everyone's jaw would drop. Going to rich people and saying you need to pay more. Everyone is saying this. The rich people themselves have been saying this. And this is not something new. Remember again in Atlas Ragged, that brilliant scene where then after he speaks he has all these rich people who told him well you got a bit too far why did you do this and then he gives this answer that i quote so often which says gentlemen i'm afraid i'll have to say uh, i'm sorry that i'll have to save your goddamn neck
0: with together with mine or something like that so it's what actually was, what was the, was the most yeah what was your example of what she could have said to the gala that would have been uh, offensive not just... offensive but something unusual is telling the
1: rich look you deserve oh. your reads you are the people on oh. your shoulders so let so basically going with an atlas yeah. rug dress right
0: that would have been uh bold and actually unusual um you know i mean as somebody who's a little bit on the provocative side i've often found that whenever i think i'm going to offend people they find it funny i mean not always obviously many people are offended but um but uh yeah like an event like a gala like people are kind of complacent i think like they're they're just kind of like hungry for something unusual uh because you know it's 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 so kind of mundane as as glamorous as it is what are you really doing you're wearing your nicest clothes that you don't want to ruin and you're eating as carefully as you can and trying to make conversation so if if somebody does something bold it's like people fi- they like that they find it funny and like i said like yeah you you uh you wear a shirt that says corporate magazine still suck on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone are happy because they've got a great cover now. Uh, The readers are happy, everybody's happy. I mean, these types of things don't actually offend people. To your, I I really like your point also about how um, it's, it's seeding the moral high ground to her when they say you're a hypocrite. Like, yes, we agree, tax the rich, but you're rich. Um, so, and you, you know, you're not taxing them enough or something like that. Like, why are you even letting them be rich, you know, at all? Um, they, they wouldn't make that argument to someone if what they are advocating for was truly horrendous. Like if somebody says, you know, beat your wife, if that was their message, <laughs> nobody would say, oh, well, you're a hypocrite. Cause you're not beating your wife right now. You know, I saw your wife yesterday and she, you were not, uh, laying hand on her. Obviously, uh, they are seating her the moral high ground when they say that. Um, yeah, to your point, uh, uh, I think that you're transitioning us into, and also thank you, Sammy's board again for the super chat. Um, AOC is a woman of her time. She is a millennial or something. She's, a, I think, might be younger than me or something. She's in her 20s. Um, she is your typical BuzzFeed wannabe feminist, wannabe socialist, thinks she's edgy, but doesn't even realize like what edginess is, you know, like we grew up at a time when yes, edginess was corporatized and marketed and sold nightly in nice packages, but it was still, there was still a segment of society that was opposed to it, you know, like punk rock and offensive rap and all this stuff. It had a certain significant segment of society that was opposed to it. So like conservative Christians at the time were trying to shut down offensive music. And some in some cases it went up to the Supreme Court, like, uh, should this be allowed or not? Uh, and, th- and boycotts that were taking place, all this stuff was going on. We remember what it was like to actually be offensive, but those days are long over. And this younger generation, these kids today, they don't even know what it means to be edgy. So yeah, AOC and her contemporaries, all they know how to do is is go with the program all they know how to do is do exactly what they're educated to do even when they try to be offensive they're still going with the program and they don't even realize like what life even can offer. like they don't even realize like what they're kind of passing up by behaving this way aoc is never going to have a good man in her life um and this goes for all of these loudmouth bitches excuse me um, who are behaving the way that she does. They're never actually going to settle down with anybody good. They might succeed career-wise, they might have a lot of money in the bank, but nobody um, is, I don't I don't think that they desire is ever going to desire them back because of this behavior. Uh, but this is, again, this is the way they've been encouraged to, to present themselves to the world and it's exactly what they're doing. And they don't even realize uh, what that there's a better way. So there's my little- Well, uh, AOC tangent. would
1: tell you that, uh... So first of all there were other people also with uh, women empowered messages with and they would tell you that wait a minute this is the old anti-feminist myth that says that a woman should sit on the corner and not uh, and not talk. So but I th- I want to focus on something what you said on this not being edgy. It reminded me of a sketch that uh, that took place in in a university some years ago. It was supposed to be a radical kind of countercultural and all he did was, was making fun of Trump and I thought there's nothing less radical or edgy than making fun of uh, of Trump so I don't want to put it on whether they're gonna find I mean as far as I know AOC is happily in a relationship for ages uh, good for her so I don't think that uh, this will have necessarily an effect on their personal happiness and I hope that everyone is personally happy. But here's, here's another thing, here's another thing. I found also very interesting, someone who tried to counterfact your arguments and what were the, the replies on Twitter? So a guy said, wish I were there to wear my, and he gives a good statistic, the top 1% of American earners pay more in income tax, 40%, than the other 90% combined. So someone is basically saying, look, the rich are already taxed enough. Now, if you see the comments behind it, it's even the friendly comments either say, yeah, but they have still a lot of money on the side. Then others are saying something like, yeah, but they made more money during the crisis. So the whole discussion is about, is the fact that these people have a lot of money good for society? If it is good for society, let's allow them to have a lot of money. So a lot of people in the comments drop the term motive and incentives. So even all the on the side of the people who disagree with OAC, the whole argument is shall we let shall let not is the term shall we let them have that money and there are people who say yes, because it's good. So utilitarian argument, yes, or ethical moral argument, no, what is completely missing from this discussion is whose. why are you even talking about that? Why are you playing in oasis argument basically that says that we need to do x so listen what aoc wrote today on twitter after a year where frontline workers were thrown into harm's way many without hazard pay or adequate healthcare while billionaires hoarded another four trillion with capital members of both parties have tried to hold taxing the wealthiest in our society it's unacceptable we must tax their rich. So the sentiment of the tweets is in some ways the same as the sentiment of the people who oppose the, the, the tweet and the dress, which says there's a we and that we need to decide how wealth is distributed because wealth comes from the sky and these people have this big basket and have collected it. So I know that it's boring to people who know us when we say all the time we need to start from the moral argument. But here's why we need to do it. Because if we don't do that, we end up with this boring, yeah, but uh, is their tax going to be, should it be 80, uh, 48% or 46%? And by doing this, you're basically saying to AOC, look, you're right, but you're taking it a bit too far.
0: Yeah. And the moral argument is not primarily how should we or how should I treat the rich? I mean, morality is not primarily about how you treat others. Um, ethics, you know, answers like what should I do? uh i should live my life for me i should maximize the life that i can live and in that with that in mind if i do become rich uh that wealth belongs to me to spend or to save and do what i want with it um so we need more selfishness in the culture we need people wanting more we need people that are excited to make their own billion whether it's in money or in you know kind of spiritual billions doing what they love doing and and attaining the values that they want. And that's what I see missing from the culture increasingly. Increasingly, I'm seeing people trading their own happiness and uh, just completely throwing their future in the trash uh, for the sake of this uh, ugly nihilistic ideology that we've seen uh, increasingly promoted by you know the buzzfeeds of the world and and that's you know and that's very mainstream it's not edgy or rebellious at all it's exactly the program that the young are being inculcated with i mean you know as far as like aoc having a boyfriend or whatever i mean you know we're not homophobic on this network uh, if he's he, he's got a certain weird vibe to him these are not ma- masculine men in that in in that are there he's not masculine she's very not feminine I'm seeing increasingly masculinity and femininity being falling by the wayside with the way that this mainstream culture is developing. I know that's not what we're here to discuss today, but I thought this was relevant to include uh, in the topic, and and we could throw some red meat to the audience that loves when we punch left. But you don't have to comment on that if you don't necessarily see it the same way. Um,
1: I don't see the um, first. I'm a bit surprised because you. I don't think you believe that anyway from from our previous discussion i thought that uh, this uh, was a topic that uh, we wouldn't disagree but i disagree on this particular thing i think she's feminine and uh, i don't think that's the problem i mean think about it if someone is loud and ideological i would even say she can create an admiration so my problem is not this my problem is if AOC was an objectivist, I would be like, OK, uh, you know, how can I? How can I? De-
0: Why not? Because she's bossy. To who? Uh, to everybody. She's unlikable. She's always like, I'm in charge of this shit. No, I don't. i uh, sorry for my language. I don't like uh, I mean, I don't think uh, I think if you were looking at AOC and you were looking at a girl who with the same philosophy, who is much more poised and presents herself like a lady, I think I know you would go with the latter. So no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't even even with that, you know, a, a philosophy that you agree with. I think there are uh, there is such a thing as femininity and masculinity. Uh, by the way, a man also doesn't need to be, um, you know, loud and outrageous, uh, other than a certain context where you know that's appropriate. So that's what I see missing from the culture, and I definitely see the um, the sort of Buzzfeed feminist archetype as sort of leading the charge and like just dispensing completely with feminine energy and turning these women masculine making them just i mean masculine but it's not even masculine like it's it's just non-feminine i know i don't know if that makes sense
1: i get what you're saying but i don't mm-hmm. see how it applies to ooc but anyway that's not that's not our, our
0: maybe she's your type look uh i'm not i'm not i'm not saying she can't be your type um but also uh,
1: sorry also it's parts it's the of the responsibility of you as the partner to make sure that there is this balance and there is this, let's say you that there is this space where this feminine energy can arise.
0: Okay, Robert with two dollars says AOC one, the snark and meme crowd zero. Uh, Tom with five Canadian dollars says, "How do you explain the young of the '60s fighting the political and powerful elite, yet the young today do what the po- politicians tell them?" I mean, the uh, you know the the hippies of the '60s are, I think, are the establishment today, basically, and. Uh, you know they're they're educating people in schools but by the way the rebellion but here's the red pill for you here's what ayn rand i think points out in in the 60s um the, the rebels of the 60s were doing exactly what they were told to do they were educated to overthrow the system so to speak maybe not told explicitly that but philosophically the premises that they were fed led them to behave the way they did so anytime you see rebellion uh, around a university or by the young against the old i mean. Check your premises. Uh, there's a very good chance the old actually taught them the philosophy that they're acting on. Uh, Robert with five dollars says, "Who's a- who's actually answering the message of the dress?" Uh, well, besides Ari and Arcuk, basically, other than objectivists, who's actually responding to this message in any effective way? I mean, look, you look at the response to the left. You know, you look at you know my old my good friend Sargon. Um, you tell him, okay, like capitalism and individualism is the answer to what the left is doing. And he'll say, okay. And then I'll say, okay, so we need to do away with the NHS. Oh no, we can't do that. the NHS. We live in a society. So forget it. Like we're dealing, I mean, uh, we're not dealing with individualists out there in response to the left. That's why it's not about you know fighting the left so much as it is about presenting something positive. Uh, Robert with $2 says, They expect to have their cake and tax it too. Uh, Taylor with $5 American says, the no billionaire undercurrent is gaining strength. They're not hoarding gold coins in a Scrooge McDuck vault. It's either loaned out or invested. That's very true. Uh, I think Rand once pointed out, I know that's not the main argument we should be making, but I I think Rand once pointed out in passing, uh, like if you took all of the wealth of all the rich in America and distribute it to everyone, they would each get like a few dollars um but yeah that's not the main point if they do want to keep it in a vault of course they have that right but incidentally that's not what they're doing with it we benefit greatly from them producing that wealth and then investing it the way they do and that's not even what entitles them to it it's just it's happy it where it's a happy effect of them having the right to their own wealth that we get to uh, benefit from that fact uh phil with 10 pounds says well done with the long name, Rucka. By the way, Nikos, at least you made the leap to rationality that Christopher Hitchens hypocritically never could. Is Christopher Hitchens a hypocrite, or is he just uh, a little bit intellectually complacent?
1: First um, of all, first of all, the leap that he made was in some ways more difficult because he was already famous. When I made the leap, I I only shocked the hundred people around me. So. I don't know a lot about his, uh, intellectual journey. I, my understanding is that he became something like a neocon, but also very strict in his, athe- in his attack against religion. So to be honest, I'm not one of the big fans of, uh, I, I, I admire the writing style and the, or the oratory style of his brother. So I'm one of the very few people who know more, more about the other Hitchens, rather than about the late, uh, said, uh, and now I'm confused on who is who. But, uh, Pete, yeah, Peter is the deceased one, and Christopher.
0: Anyway, sorry, I'm 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 drawing a blank here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to say this about, and Christopher is dead. Uh, if yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Um, I just so in the regular chat, not the super chat, but the place where the low lifes. I'm kidding. Where the people, nice people, go to post their free comments. Uh, but Christopher says there's nothing wrong with an assertive woman. Rand. he writes rand in parentheses yeah well you know ayn rand obviously, that's what i
1: thought that's what well. i thought well no rand but that's well. not what
0: i'm saying so first of all ayn rand was very uh polite and um her her getting worked up at a q a is like maybe the the extremity of her um behaving that way whereas um being bossy and disrespectful and arrogant is just the norm with today's you know, independent women that we see in the culture with people like AOC. So for Ayn Rand was not uh, that, I mean, she was very polite. You see her going on Phil Donahue, the audience behaved like a bunch of rude hippies and Ayn Rand got angry in response. But I mean, I think it was important to Rand to be feminine uh, from everything that I've seen and read. So um, yes, let me be clear. A woman can have strong convictions. A woman can have very strong boundaries over what she you know, expects and how she expects to be treated. And be feminine; uh, those don't con- conflict at all. What I'm talking about is um, very bossy and unrefined energy, which is what I see from these BuzzFeed feminists. You look confused by what I'm saying. Maybe I mean, maybe you're maybe you're from that same generation. Or uh, no, maybe no, in, I'm in sensing Greece, a package never...
1: deal. But anyway, it's not worth of our okay. of our time.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I know it's not exactly about uh, what the dress said. Uh, it's not, we're Oh, okay. Here to discuss so uh,
1: yeah, yeah I, I got. So here's here's an example that uh, that came to mind. So there are also conservative women who want to present themselves as the essence of femininity, who are also annoying because they are often disrespectful and all that stuff. I don't think that this takes away the femininity parts and this has to do more with the public persona i don't know i don't know again i don't well, know i do know be- well i do
0: know well i do know you should go on TikTok sometime see how the girls are uh expressing themselves these days and you know you're how long are you going to keep telling yourself well yeah this is just one way for women to be no at a certain point we people have forgotten what it what what a female even is um and i'm just saying you know i'm, I'm always on here saying you know you know, f Tucker Carlson, f Trump, and people are you know finally hearing me uh, speak out on what I assumed we all kind of take for granted. But clearly, it's uh, you know clearly uh, the, there's work to be done with the uh, with the mainstream left leaning culture. So I'm going to uh, step up my game, and all I ask of you all in return is to super chat and become members. Okay, uh, <laughs> do we have any more to discuss uh, with with regards to the to the topic at hand?
1: Uh, I don't think I have anything else on the topic, but uh, again, uh, what this shows, so if you're somewhere out there and you worry that we're going to have a new assault on the Winter Palace by the left, this basically shows me the opposite. The quote radicals of today is just boring Keynesians, but they take advantage of a culture where there is no opposition at all, that everyone would say, yes, you're right. And the best counter argument that they could have from the right is that you're right, but you're a hypocrite. Or you're right, but uh, not when it comes to 48%. Maybe when it comes to 42%. So that's my biggest uh, takeaway from uh, from this story.
0: Yeah, you know, I know it's uh, it's frustrating because uh, the more intense these debates get in the main in the culture, we want to jump in there and like put everyone in their place, and largely they're just not listening to the message. So all we can really do is present something positive, encourage people read Ayn Rand uh read you know leonard Peikoff and the other uh, objectivists who have um helped clarify the philosophy and uh most importantly apply it to your own life and ask yourself like what you know who do i want to be what do i want to do what do i want to achieve that's really the best advice i can give today all right AOC, if you're watching this, you know, we, we're we we're we're your better friends than anyone else is like we actually I care about your future more than anybody else. I want you to have a good life. I hope you grow out of this socialist uh, phase and um, turn over to the dark side <laughs> with us here. You'll always have a spot on our network. Okay, uh, jump over to clubhouse. Oh, well, we got Let's some announcements. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, no debate today. No, you're on brook debate. But we do have James uh, no last name. So I'm tr- trying to scour my memory. What's James's last name? Valiant. James Valiant is going to be discussing the essay by Ayn Rand, the left old versus new that's at 7 PM UK time, 2 PM Eastern. Uh, the boot camp, which is normally not today was moved to today. That's at 8 PM UK time for members only. So if you are not a member, first of all, you are beneath contempt and we wish you the worst. That's a joke. Uh, but if you're not a member, you I mean, that's what you're missing out on basically. Don Watkins camping you into being a better communicator. Also thank you Christopher for the 299 Canadian because I read his his plebeian comment earlier and then now he just paid us for it because he's a man of integrity. Thank you for that. Um, all right, I guess we'll jump over to Clubhouse and uh, kill some time over there before we need to call it a wrap. All right, thank you Nikos, interesting discussion and uh, see you all very soon. Thank you and goodbye.